a trader, a question I often get is, can you please tell us how to trade so we can also earn quick money? And this question has become almost omnipresent in the last 18 months with the unilateral rise in the stock market. Everyone thinks it's the quickest and the most short, short way of making money. And that it requires nothing more than opening a trading account and having a shot at it. We're here to discuss how to differentiate between investing and trading and why they require a very different mindset. There was a time when stock markets or trading and traders per se aroused an aura of mystique and resembled a rich boys club that you desperately wanted admission into but couldn't. But thanks to the internet revolution, a lot of regulatory overhaul to make the financial industry less opaque and a glut of money, access to markets has become quite a democratic process. You don't need to have a lot of money or engage a private banker or post heavy collateral. All it takes is to open an investing account and you can trade virtually any instrument, be it single stocks, commodities, currencies, ETFs, even cryptocurrencies. It doesn't require any upfront investment or capital. And trust me when I say this, it can feel extremely exciting to watch prices and the value of your portfolio move every second. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it does. And it's it's just like, I guess, you know, it's a bit like gambling. Like if you see, it's the adrenaline, adrenaline rush. So honestly, I mean, I, I did use the word gambling. So you know my views on day trading. I honestly think it's a lot of effort for the kind of returns that the average person is likely to generate. And that kind of effort to me feels like doing it as a real job rather than something that you do on the side, which is, you know, the buy and hold or the longer term investing kind of uh, strategy. So can you actually make this into a full time job? You know, the key to making money consistently from trading. And when I say trading, I am differentiating between day trading and investing is to answer the question, what is your edge? Even the most seasoned money managers struggle to consistently generate alpha unless they have some advantage. Alpha? So, is that why they're called alpha males? No, Amit. Alpha means the incremental returns you might be able to generate over and above what is returned by the benchmark index. So, for example, of US stocks, the benchmark would be the S&P 500 and alpha would be the difference between the percentage returns made by an equity trader versus the returns generated by the S&P 500. So if you were to invest $100 in S&P 500 versus $100 of your own portfolio. Okay, got it. So it's basically a measure of whether the money manager is actually uh, worth something, right? Whether they're delivering any value through their expertise or knowledge versus just a passive market return. Exactly. And that's what you're trying to do as a day trader, right? Otherwise, you just put in your money in a stock index and sleep. So the biggest advantage in the market is information. If you know something that others don't, you have the edge. If you know, for example, for whatever reason, that there is going to be a huge shortfall of, um, say, wheat, you'll buy that commodity in the market to make money from the eventual price gain that the imbalance in demand and supply will create. Having insider information on a company and trading on it is a strict no-no. And I cannot emphasize this enough. It's a punishable offense. Punishable with jail time. 
that's why company CEOs and board members have a blackout period for trading their own company stocks around the quarterly results time. The idea being that no one should have an information advantage or disadvantage when trading a stock. Okay, so if information is the key advantage and nobody is allowed to trade on it, then what's the value of these experts? How do they generate this uh, alpha? So these people use sources other than insider information. There are various tools, a lot of research, gleaning trends from data, projecting output by trend analysis. You know, you have economists and research experts. There is a fundamental or macro analysis and there is technical analysis done by just looking at trading pattern and points. People invest substantial time and effort in creating this data and information base. And that is the proprietary information that you can get access to. They can go to great lengths. For example, someone might have developed methods to use satellite imagery in order to guesstimate the supply chain situation in China and hence project GDP growth. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, people have been doing that for ages to make sure that the data that comes out from the government is accurate. On a more down-to-earth basis, no pun intended, stock analysis, talk to companies to understand the business model and project company results. Or bank research analysts do in-depth research into the macroeconomic trends or even company-specific research. There are also dedicated technical analysts who will tell you where to enter a trade, where to put a stop loss or take profit, etc. based on the charts. And all this, or at least many of these tools, are actually available in some form to everyone on the various trading platforms, right? That's what they market, that our analysts say it's a buy, strong buy signal or a strong sell signal. But the important thing is that particular information is available to everyone. What you're reading, the person sitting next to you is too. And therefore, you're back to square one. You have no edge. You have the same information that everyone around you has. If you think that you can read up all these generically available reports in trade, you're in the same position as any Tom, Dick and Harry. Yeah, exactly, right? So that going back to my earlier gambling thing, it's like going to the casino. You can win sometimes, but ultimately, on average, the house always wins. That's true. In fact, with the advent of HFPs or high-frequency trading funds, the odds are even more stacked against a daytime trader with no edge. The retail platform that one will use, like say Robinhood or Interactive Broker, will place your orders on the exchange where it can be seen by the smart algorithms designed by these funds. They can then use these order ladders to front run, front run the orders. That is, they'll buy ahead if there is a cluster of buy orders and then jack up the price and sell it back to you at a slightly higher price. Yeah, so, or they'll see where the stops are positioned and they'll actually trigger those stops. So that's why you see very sharp spikes sometimes in the market because those are just machines sort of running through the orders. So machines are actually reading the orders and doing the opposite of what you want. This behavior has come under a lot of regulatory scrutiny, but so far it's still really a wild, wild west of trading. Yeah, I seem to recall reading news like this, especially around Robinhood actually a few months back. 
and i know it caused a real ruckus because people wanted to i think they wanted to take advantage of the short squeeze on gamestop or whatever it was and then robin hood had to shut down trading and there was all this stuff that came out about front running and you know selling orders and so on but people still want to trade so if they really want to do this how should they do it you know we still want to go to the casino and try the slot in the hope of hitting that one in a million jackpot it's exhilarating and a total adrenaline shock to see a trade which has immediately gone in your favor you feel validated and excited you know i have been doing that for 15 years and i know just what uh, how good it feels when you call a trade and it immediately goes right we know that this also takes a toll what the market gives it also takes away there'll be times you'll feel super excited having got a trade right and there'll be times when you will feel like that sinking feeling in your stomach when the trade goes against you and that roller coaster ride is not for everyone and that is the roller coaster ride you're subjecting yourself to if you become a full-time day trader trust me i mean being a trader for 15 years i've seen enough cases of burnouts around me this is interesting because i don't trade like i never sit down and say okay let me just look at how things are going and i'm going to buy this now and then sell it when once there's like a little uptick or whatever and so what i end up doing is just buying something and then that's it like there's no excitement unfortunately around it it's like i spend hours or whatever trying to figure out which stock to buy wait for a decent time then i buy it and then i go about my daily business so i can see that i mean it's a bit of an anti climax honestly when when i place a trade and so i can see how this might actually be exciting because i mean you feel like you're doing something versus in my case i feel like i'm doing nothing so maybe the roller coaster is fun right it is but that is one of the biggest lessons and hardest lessons to learn as a trader that no position is also a position and that you have to wait for your turn in the market that it's not like you should always have a trade on because it does take a toll so it's okay to not be in the market sometimes when you're not understanding the market so what you're doing you're being able to delink yourself every now and then which is why you're not a day trader but a day trader by definition will be the one who'll constantly be looking at those flickering numbers on the screen and trying to glean oh this is going up let me buy this is going down let me sell it and that's where i'm trying to differentiate why that particular thing can be exhausting and can take a toll so and therefore the people who do survive this kind of roller coaster are those who can suppress the very basic emotions that get triggered on this ride that is greed and fear the exhilaration of being on the top and the sinking feeling when it's going down knowing when to take your chips off the table when you're having a good run and equally important when to stomach a loss and get out not to get married to a trade and don't make it personal a right or wrong trade does not reflect your brains or your intellect or your market prowess but your reaction to it will decide your longevity so when market is going unidirectionally up like it has been in the last 18 months it's easy to feel invincible right you just buy anything and see it go up in value you're probably not even having to day trade much around it that's not day trading day trading is looking at markets every day and deciding what you want to buy or sell today with the short term view in mind and that's why it can be very addictive it can really suck you in 
it also calls for a supreme discipline of defining stops and take profits even the best traders get a probably a 70 30 win ratio right you cannot always be right and more generically it will be like a 50 50 ratio so the only way to still make money with those odds is to make more money when you're right than lose when you're wrong and if you get stopped out have a memory of what i call a baseball player or a cricket batsman forget what happened on the last ball or in this case the last trade and don't get emotionally attached to anything once you're out of it it is done don't be tempted to go back in in the hope that it will be right the next time i cannot emphasize this point enough i've learned it the hard way and finally never ever bet your house on it keep aside a portion of capital that you know um, you know you're comfortable with going down to zero don't let a bad bet in the market ruin your mental and financial sanity like if you're waking up every morning stressed out that you've lost more money and more money that's not worth it so yeah control your emotions and have a system never make it worse those are the trading mantras i think we've uh, already discussed in some of the podcasts earlier as well so equally applicable to a professional trader and a personal day trader that's right and i think these are words to live by actually effectively you are saying that you need to be the boss of the market don't let the markets be the boss of you absolutely and there is a saying always that markets are never wrong and the markets can be irrational for longer than you can be rationally solved exactly. so you don't try to get on top of the market right i think we've we've probably come to the end of our time for today so neha good chatting as usual and everyone thanks for tuning in we were amit and neha with money talk and we'll see you next time